Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Welcome to Metaphysical Milkshake, the show where we go deep, we get weird, and we search for the meaning of life along the way. Presented by Cast Media and Soul Pancake. Hi there, I'm Rain Wilson. And I'm Reza Aslan. Do you have a purpose in life, Reza? Jesus, Rain, it's like we barely know each other. How can you ask me that question? Sounds like we got something to talk about. Okay, in all seriousness, yes, I guess I have a a purpose in life. Actually, I've thought about this a lot throughout my life. You my have? Wife, yeah, well, my wife and I have this motto that we always share, which is don't have a job, have a mission, which is Ooh, kind of the same thing. Nice. Right? And if you pursue a mission, eventually people will pay you for it. <laughs> and you're not talking about a Spanish mission, like filled with monks. You're talking, yeah, okay. That's a, I was, yes, Just I was talking about a, a, uh-huh. a, an adobe building that we live in. No. Uh, so is a purpose the same purpose. as a mission? Uh, I guess maybe mission has a more like a spiritual connotation to it, but I think it means the same thing. So when you and your wife are talking about this, what do you arrive at? Well, her purpose is her own thing. My purpose, I would say, is to use stories and storytelling in order to reframe people's perceptions of the other. Ah. Okay. I feel like that's and everything that I, I do a lot of different things, obviously. Like a How did podcast. your Jesus book do that? So religion is storytelling. Okay. Religion is all about storytelling. And the story that we tend to tell about Jesus is often a story that is not really grounded either in the reality of who Jesus was, but is often a story about exclusion. And what I did was tell a different story about Jesus that reframed the way that people think about him. Same with my book about uh, Muhammad. Um, same with the TV shows that I work on, this podcast, you know, mm-hmm. uh, politics. Politics is just storytelling. So to me, I feel like stories are the most powerful way of changing people's minds if they are the kinds of minds that can be changed. I have no interest in expending energy on on telling a story to someone who has no interest in changing. But how do you know? Because you might, well, this is our, this is going to be our, our, our epic <laughs> battle again. How do you know? Because you could be trying, you could be attempting and they could say, no, 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 no. And then you never know. I don't know. 20 right. years down the line, something could shift right. and I their, don't know. their I, minds, their hearts could open. I don't know. In a way. But a I way. think that's my, I see that as my purpose in life. Okay. To use stories, to reframe people's perceptions of each other, as long as they're willing to have those perceptions reframed. That's great. That that works. What about you? What's your What's your purpose in life? Oh man, I literally knew you were going to ask me this question because <laughs> it's on the piece of it's paper in front I, of me. Gonna, 
that this is what we're going to talk about. still not ready. And I'm still not ready. And honestly, I don't know, man. I don't know. I struggle with this. Really? This is my life's big question. I mean, you know, at the end of every round, we say, what's your life's big question? Like, um, so as a spiritual person, I believe that God, call God the universe, love, beauty, all-powerful presence within and beyond time and space and the molecules, the biggest possible conception of God that you can, in our, our feeble minds, can kind of point at. It's like pointing at the moon. Um, but that if I can live in harmony with the will of the universe, then, then I'm in my purpose. So what does that mean? Mm. I don't know. I think for a long time, my greatest purpose was to play and explore playing weird characters that are based somewhat on myself as an actor. And purpose fulfilled? <laughs> yeah, but I might Check be, that off? Well, but no, but honestly, yeah, maybe. Because acting is holding less and less interest for me and less and less um, meaning. It used to be what I lived for. I just lived for getting a role, reading the script. How am I going to bring this to life? Using my, all of my resources, my humor, my my knowledge, my life experience, my weird body, and bringing that to life. And that fed my soul. And now, less and less, that's feeding my soul. And more and more, I would say, I wouldn't know if I would call it activism work exactly, but being engaged in the biggest, most pressing concerns of the world is, is I find the most fulfilling. So, but that's, that's what I find fulfilling. So what is my purpose? I, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to stay in the and the not knowing and stay on the path that's pointed generally in the right direction. And I hope that the, the, the breezes of divine confirmation will push me in the right direction. Well, boy, are you in luck. Okay. Because our guest yeah. for this week's pod is the great Sophia Bush beautiful actress, wonderful person, uh, activist, passionate about so many different causes. And she's here specifically to talk about purpose. How do we find purpose? How do we pursue that purpose? How do we, how do we maintain our, our enthusiasm for that purpose? And by Um, the way, she has an amazing podcast called Work in Progress, where she explores all of these issues and topics. Wait, are are we... Are we shilling other people's podcasts? Can we a little bit? We can All do right, that. I mean, it's, it's a really nice little podcast. No, of it's course. Great. Of course we are. Of course we are. Listen to Work in Progress. She's amazing in every way. She's got some incredibly fascinating things to say about this topic of purpose and meaning. And maybe she can even help you find yours. I think she might. And I think she might push me a little bit smidgen away more from acting and more towards purposefulnesslessness. Let's find out. Okay. Well, hello. My name is Sophia Bush. I am not uh, related to the political Bush family, although lots of people on Twitter (laughs) scream at me about what an embarrassment I must be to them because I'm such a liberal. Um, My dad is actually from Canada. He's very nice. And uh, what what should I say about myself? I don't know. Um, We do the same thing sometimes. We play pretend. We're actors. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of advocacy work around 
causes I care about and politics. And as you now know, I shamelessly show anyone who will look at them pictures of my dog. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's we what we've been doing for the last at... 10 minutes. Yeah. Training let's, dog not, videos. let's not skip over the acting thing quite so quickly. Oh, Can okay. you tell us and the listeners a little bit more who might not be familiar with your work? Oh, yeah, Some of your sure. shows. And... Uh, yes. Um, so I worked on a show called Chicago PD for many years, mm-hmm. and I got to play a very badass lady cop and do a lot of stunts, which was super fun. And uh, I did a really interesting sitcom for a minute before that called Partners for the Will and Grace creators, which was like a totally harebrained, amazing adventure for me because I came from single camera work before that. Uh, I did a show called One Tree Hill for nine years and have made some fun movies like a sort of cult classic high school comedy, John Tucker Must Die, which oh, yeah. will mm. never die. I think it's like one of those that has yeah, lasted. Yeah, love, people love that film. It lives on. So we have you on the show because we're talking about purpose, about finding your purpose and living your purpose. Yeah. We are really drawn to, and as we've dug into your biography and your life story, how much you're able to do and how kind of activated you are. It's really uh, inspiring. It's like you're an activist first and an actor second. You're certainly in the last few years, that's been so much of your energy, so much mm-hmm. of your focus has been on on activism. Mm-hmm. So what is your purpose in life? Let's go right to the beginning. Let's just do it. Let's What's just your get purpose right in life? Question. And do you see yourself having like one overarching purpose or several overlapping purposes? Wow, I'm so glad you started with an easy question. Yeah, Thank you so right much for it. that. Um, <laughs> I, I do love to storytell, but my career is my work. And how lucky are all of us in this room that we love what we do for work. Yeah. But my my activism, my purpose, as you asked, that's who I am as a person. That That doesn't stay at the stage door when I leave a set. And I've been so driven by that kind of purpose since I was a little kid. And it took me a couple of years into working in this industry to go, oh, look at this. I have this big platform and I can actually take these conversations that I have around the dinner table, sometimes with willing participants and sometimes with friends who probably feel like they're being held hostage by um, my data research. Um, And I can have them on this great big platform. and, And what an amazing thing. So I think for me... Any kind of contribution I can make toward bending our society, uh, my community, my neighborhood, my dinner table guests a little farther toward justice, that feels like a life's purpose to me. That's mm-hmm. like that's like the drumbeat that never goes away, that, that rattles my rib cage, you know? Bending people towards justice. I, I like that. Yeah, well, that I mean, explains why you, you focus on so many different things. As a person who likes to look at the world and and who is um, sensitive and also really sort of my sensitivities are comforted or inspired by data, by research, because math is perfect, right? Two plus two is always going to equal four. And that I feel like is comforting when you're looking at something like a humanitarian crisis. I think you can you can really get into these arenas looking at the data, looking at the science. And I just thought, how weird that people would say, pick a cause. You know, are you going to focus on cancer? Are you going to focus on kids? Are you going to... Because you'd never go to a doctor and have the doctor sit you down and say, what are your symptoms? And he'd be like, okay, cool. Well, I'm the bicep guy. So I'm just going to... Your bicep uh, looks fine. 
like it's not connected to anything and then they're going to like send you to the lung lady. That's not a thing. They look at your whole system. Every part of the body is a cog in a larger machine. And the world is literally no different. The body is the microcosm of the macro planet, right? So when I started pulling at the thread of environmental threats, which was the thing that got me to start a beach cleanup club when I was in elementary school that, by the way, no one wanted to come to. So my mom (laughs) took me to the beach by myself on Saturdays. She's a legend. Um, But, you know, when you look at environmental devastation and threat, what happens in so many places that are suffering from an environmental disaster? The subjugation of women and girls. Women and girls walk for water. They then drop out of school. Um, When you look at ways to elevate community, which often start with investing in women and girls, and then you start to see health systems get better. Um, You see decreases in fundamentalism and violence. It's impossible not to understand that gender parity is worth fighting for, not just for the girls, but for the boys, because a rising tide lifts all ships. So everywhere I look, everything is connected. Mm. And any cause I've been lucky enough to work on has informed so many other causes. So when people say, pick one, I'm like, that is impossible. Like, I'm never never gonna be the cheek lady. This is fascinating. So um, going back to Rain's question, you, you don't have several purposes, you have several causes, but you have one purpose. And that is, as you, I think, really, put it really beautifully to sort of bend people towards justice. I wonder where where did this purpose come from? Is it something that you've always had? You said you had this this whole beach cleanup thing when you were a kid. Yeah, where did that come from? Is there a spark? Is it is it friendly Canadian parents or is it just how um, you were raised? Or, or just, yeah, it could or, be just being Canadian. Yeah. 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 Canadians that. naturally yeah. are good better people. Than my my, my than dad is a very nice Canadian person. My mom is um a lovely Italian woman from Jersey. Um, (laughs) And I grew up in Southern California. And I think growing up in the wilds, you know, so many people have this mistaken thing about LA. And and for me, Southern California is forests and deserts and the ocean and, and nature was such an integral part of my childhood. I got my hands on this box set of National Geographic VHS tapes when I was a kid. There were six of them, and they came in this little brown leather sort of rectangular case. I remember those. Remember those? I loved those. And I watched the one on the Amazon rainforest to the point of almost madness. When I started learning in school that the rainforests were being cut down, I was inconsolable. My parents were like, we don't know what to do with this child who is so on fire about this and also so sad. How do we help her? Um, and and so I don't I don't know why it got in the way it did. Maybe it's because kids haven't been cultured to suffer the status quo so much. You know, kids often just look at what should be. Well, it sounds like you you felt deeply in your heart about mm-hmm. you know a forest or a beach or pollution or whatever, and you couldn't rest until you had done something. So there's. Because uh, I'm I'm fascinated by this connection between the heart and action. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there was there was this motivating impulse that was just a big weeping mm. oh bleeding heart liberal but weeping <laughs> heart inside that couldn't that couldn't rest yeah um, until you had uh, taken some action yeah for sure uh, it, it just always was the way that I was and I am lucky that. My family was supportive, um, that they humored me. And I think I've also been really fortunate as I've 
gotten older to find myself in like-minded community. You know, my my friends are activists and authors and people who run incredible nonprofit organizations and B Corps and and are are creating spaces, um, whether through activism or technology or whatever, to try to make the world a better place. And, you know, everybody teases me. My best friend always says to me, she says, there's no one who's more awkward at a Hollywood party than you. And there's no one who's happier at a conference than you. Like, just <laughs> give me a notebook. But dude, I, I don't know why. So, but this is so true. I feel this all the time. Actors can be so fucking boring. You sit down at a Mexican restaurant with a fellow me, actor and like, about it, what man. did you work on? Or did you get cast? Where did, did you hear so-and-so got cast? In the, and yeah. it's just like, who the fuck cares? Yeah. Like, I, I'm with you. And as you meet activists um, and people out trying to make a difference in the world, they're, they're so much more interesting. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or something preventing you from achieving your goals. We all are struggling with stuff. I'm struggling with stuff. You're struggling with stuff, Rain. Sure. So BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. This is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. This is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely, thoughtful responses. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. You won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you do in traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. I mean, it's really important to find the right counselor for you. And listen, frankly... Nobody actually sits face-to-face with their counselor anymore anyway. That's true. Right? That's true. So why bother? Do it online. You can go visit their website, read all the testimonials that are posted daily. You can find out why so many people trust BetterHelp. So go to betterhelp.com slash milkshake. That's better H-E-L-P. And join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Special offer for Metaphysical Milkshake listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash milkshake. Take care of yourself, people. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. <laughs> Does a person's purpose 
need to be either fulfilled or for that matter, fulfillable for it to uh, actually be a thing. Do you know what I mean? Like if someone says to me, my purpose is cleaner beaches in the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, go for it, dude. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. If someone says to me, my purpose is world peace. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Go like, get, get out of here. What are you talking about? My purpose is world oh, peace. Oh, shit. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. For real, my purpose Are you going to kick him out of peace. his own podcast? Well, no. Let's talk about this. Now, okay. does a purpose need to be fulfillable for it to be real? Or do you know what I mean? Does anyone help me out here, people? I don't think it needs to be concretely achievable to matter. Because, look, at the end of the day, we never really know what we're going to be able to do. And, and we never know what's coming tomorrow. But I think that what is really important is creating a framework that has achievable steps. So if you say, as I do, I want to work on justice, which means equality everywhere. And in any space where I can lend help, fundraise, promote, whatever, anyone who's doing that work, I'm in. Now, justice sounds kind of like world peace. It's like, get the fuck out of here. What are you talking about? But When you create a framework and you say, okay, this is the time I can put into this. This is the time I can put into the research. These are the places that I can show up. Um, This is where I'm going to lend my voice, my fiscal support, my emotional support, my network, whatever. I think that it matters. You know, the the idea of taking moonshots, there's there's some like refrigerator magnet somewhere that says like, shoot for the moon because even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Right. But like, it's true. You know, that's that's the idea at places like the Google X Lab. They're saying, let's take moonshots. Let's try to do really, really big things that push society forward. And I think it's important to give yourself permission to have a big dream, but also give yourself realistic, achievable goals that come in steps so that you have a path to walk. Because I know, at least for me, before I got really clear on how I do this, I always felt like I was trying to do my best and never doing enough. And I think that's, look, that's how I think most people feel. We want to be doing more. We want to be achieving more. It's really easy to feel like you're never going to catch up to your goal. So it's probably why years ago I was asked to to give a piece of advice to young women. And I realized I was giving it to myself because it's what I needed to hear. And I said, you are allowed to be both a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneously. I and love that. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I love that. It really, it was actually something I needed to hear because I, I was reminded that I'm allowed to be proud of exactly where I am. I'm allowed to be excited about what's going well today and still look at the goals. Because if you're just looking at the goals, your whole life goes by. And if you're just really happy with where you are today and, and not setting some sort of goals, like what's going to happen tomorrow? That's a really good answer. Yeah, that's so good. That's I, a really I, good answer. I, I feel like on a smaller level, like in therapy, I kind of came up with like, it's okay to be flawed. Mm. I can be flawed mm-hmm. and worthwhile at the same time. Yes. You know, so I don't need to be perfect to be worthwhile. And yeah. uh, just because I am flawed doesn't mean that mm-hmm. I'm not worthwhile. So going to the data points that you yeah. like, that we've got some data points Ooh, okay, here about purpose. So there was a study in the Journal of American Medical Association, JAMA, which sampled 7,000 people 
uh, and a psychological well-being evaluation. Mm. And the study's results indicated that stronger purpose in life was associated with decreased mortality. Mm. Purposeful living may have health benefits. So um, here's another one about uh, the Greater Good Science Center at UC Berkeley talks about how isolation is an obstacle to finding your purpose. And people that have a purpose have better physical and mental health. Purpose is adaptive in an evolutionary sense. It helps both individuals and the species to survive, to have mm. a purpose. But here's my question for you. So is purpose the same as meaning? Um, like your purpose is kind of activism. What about, what if there's someone that their purpose is not to plant trees or save the rainforest or, you know, hug koala bears or whatever, mm. that their purpose is the to, quest to for meaning, the quest yeah, to, 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 to a, find meaning in their yeah, life, to, a larger to love reason. people better, to be a better parent, mm-hmm. um, to try and be kinder or something like that. But they're not necessarily an activist. So th- that's a couple questions. Can you have a purpose that doesn't involve activism? Yes. And yes, can uh, and is the purpose the same as as meaning? Can you have a a meaning in your life that's separate from your purpose? How are those connected? I think you can absolutely have meaning and purpose that has nothing to do with activism. That's my outlet. And and I by no means expect everybody to be all in on everything. But I do think we need everybody to be all in on something. Mm. I think that striving to be a better spouse or friend or child or parent is incredibly meaningful and important. And And I actually think that any... Any ripple effect you can have, even if it's with one other person, for more kindness, more love, um, more open-mindedness, that that all feels revolutionary to me. Not just, you know, standing at the head of a march in Washington, D.C. I think all of it really matters. And, you know, I take some of my free time to just do things that feel meaningful to me, to be in nature and be quiet, to um, read poetry that I really love. I'm trying to do that more. I need meaning to feel fueled as a human first and foremost, and also as as a human who's out here working in these activist spaces. So you're defining meaning as something that fulfills you and purpose as something that drives you. Is that what I'm hearing? That's a nice way of putting it. Mm. Thank you. I I had never thought about it that way, but I like that. I, I, I like... I like what you're saying. And yeah, for me, purpose is a driver. You know, spirituality, as Rain and I have talked about, is a it's a it's a journey. It's mm-hmm. an ongoing conversation that between you and and the universe, it's a mm-hmm. struggle, right? I mean, you have to sort of renew it over and over again. And I would say that's true of purpose as well. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that you've had many, many profoundly negative experiences, experiences that have made you even question the the purpose that you're pursuing or whether it's even achievable or should you even bother or maybe Mm -hmm. I'll just go do another movie and fuck this whole thing. Um, How do you get past that? How do you get past failure? How do you get past pessimism? How do you keep your eyes focused on on your purpose? I think that it is really important to be grounded in the reality of situations, but to always try our best. I mean, I make no excuses for our current political leadership, but I think back to things that I've seen happen in the sort of political spectrum before when people who actually seem to care about the world were in charge and how sometimes you have to choose between something that's 
kind of bad and something that's really bad. And those are your only two options. It's it's this flowery idea that there will just be some perfect choice to make every time. Uh, but I think as long as we are always doing the next right thing, as long as we are always really striving to make things better for as many people as possible, I think that as long as we're not unjustly giving up on people, you know, that that's the road we should be attempting mm-hmm. to travel. And when there is failure, when there are setbacks, when unfair things happen, we have to understand to your point that those are part of life, but they are not a measure of our worth. Mm. Mm. You know, we can really come together um, and support each other. And, and I think we have to be careful that when we need support, we don't, to your earlier point, isolate and back away because it gets really easy to find the claws that fit our wounds if we're not doing the work and the mental inventory and and the care uh, with and for ourselves that we need to be. Mm, that's beautiful. We've done a couple episodes that has really looked at millennials and Gen Z and the, the oh, yeah. epidemic amounts of loneliness, mm-hmm. chronic dissatisfaction, anxiety, depression. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems Lack like purpose may be a solution to this, but how do, you know, you're a college kid and you're, you, you $50,000 in debt. You're working at Starbucks. You, you're a little lost. How do you find your mm. purpose? Mm. How do you find the thing that may be your salvation to a, a happy, fulfilled, powerful life? Yeah. I think something that's really, really helpful for me when I'm trying to tackle anything is whether I do it on a piece of paper or on a whiteboard, I make two lists. I make a list of everything that I care about, interchangeable with everything I'm interested in. If you're a Marie Kondo fan, interchangeable with everything that sparks joy. And then I make a list of the things that I do every day. And I do them side by side and I compare lists. And if the two things that line up on that list are um, fighting for social justice and reading the news, I'm like, ah, that's where I'm aligned. I think it's important to start looking at where you're aligned. I think it's important to start also looking at where you feel out of alignment. And look, when you are, you know, to your point in college and you're tens of thousands of dollars in debt and you are working, you know, as a barista or working at a bookstore or whatever it is you're doing, those are things that you can't change. So try rather than to think about being miserable at your part-time job, try to think like, I'm hustling because I'm worth it. I'm worth the hustle. I'm worth this degree and I'm worth the two jobs and I'm worth the whole thing. I just want to say like, first of all, I hear you and I feel for you. And, And second of all, I hope it's not totally irritating that I'm like, let me give you some advice on how to do this. But I think that figuring out ways to reframe your situation and, and put that kind of like passion fire on it. Like I really, when I'm overwhelmed and feel like I might cry, I'm like, reframe it. I'm hustling. I am on, again, I love her. I'm like, I am on my JLo shit. (laughs) How, you know, and I, and I try to remind myself what a privilege it is to be busting my ass. And then when you identify areas where you're aligned, or maybe you have this thing on your list of, these are things I really care about. Um, service, I care about the planet. Is your issue the environment? Is it is it women? Is it, um, you know, an education thing happening in your community? Yeah, but if you care about it, how do you, how do you know that you can make a difference? Because showing up 
always makes a difference. And the, the best piece of advice I've ever heard, I got it from Glennon Doyle. Now I tell it to everybody is help the helpers. You're not supposed to be when you're starting out. You're not an expert. That's okay. No one expects you to be. But we now have this thing called Google, which when you, we, the three of us were children, didn't mm. exist. Yes. And it's pretty easy. We have to, the Encyclopedia Britannica. We have the Britannica. <laughs> um, but so you can, you can find places in your community. You can find organizations that are doing the kind of work that matter to you. You can volunteer one night a week. You can show up somewhere on a Sunday morning. Um, you can go around your dorm and collect stuff for a clothing drive. You can raise money for a food drive. You can start in whatever way you can to give back. And I promise you it will change your life. It will help you get out of isolation. It will help you feel feel better and find your community. And when I really leaned hard into not trying to cram a movie that like maybe I liked or didn't really like, but here I am working hard. Um, when I was working on One Tree Hill, I used to like hustle so hard in the summer to try to do all the jobs that I could. And there was one summer where I said, you know what I'm going to do this summer? I'm just going to go to every conference I care about. And that was the year that changed my life. That was the year that I met my best friends in the world who are my family. I found my people. I found my place. I found my purpose by showing up to learn from people who knew more than me. And mm. that's really where I, I got to apply all my journalistic curiosity. That has a wonderful humility to it as well. Yeah. yeah. I love, damn, I love to be good in a room. advice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This be in a room really with people. Good advice. Seek out rooms filled with people who are smarter than you and just go and learn. Go and I listen. mean, just the idea, the way you put it, I, it, it just seems so awesome. I've never thought about it this way, but... Of course, it would idea, never occur to you. Now, it would never it? occur to me. <laughs> this idea of, of um, the two lists, I think, is so brilliant. You know, mm. the sort of the things that are important to you and then the things that you do in Every your life day. anyway, mm. and then find where there's alignment and focus and mm. within... That alignment rests your purpose. That is hmm. good advice. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. So, Sophia, we're going to go to our lightning round. This is how we wrap up every interview. Give us your best instinctual response okay. um, to life's deepest, most probing questions. Uh, describe your soul in 10 words or less. Uh, curious, enthusiastic, vulnerable, hmm, tender, feisty. That's five. Um, passionate, hungry. <laughs> Love a snack. Um, we have chips in the waiting room. Do you? Mm. Yes. Doritos. Uh, All the Doritos you can eat. Okay. It can be yeah, 10 okay. words or less. No, you don't have to words. get to that 10. That was words. I felt good okay. about that. Uh, what does your deathbed look like? Uh, hopefully uh, close to 100, surrounded by family and with a dog. Because that's why I'll have lived to close <laughs> to 100. Right. That's why you made it to 100. Exactly. Oh, how about 100 dogs? 
I, look, I'm not mad at it. I might become the, I might just like move to New Mexico, get a ranch and have 80 dogs when I'm retired. What's one thing that you know for sure? That people are good. I know that to be true. All people? I think most people, which is something that gives me hope. Wait, 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 wait. People are good. All people. Most people. Most people are good. There so you are don't know people, that for sure. There are some people who I who I do think really get motivated by nefarious things, shall we say? Um, to use but, the point. But I, yeah, to some people So it your is, real answer is... Most, Most people, people are good. Mo- the majority and some are of really, people really bad. are really good at heart. And then finally, what is your life's big question? My life's big question? Um, God, I'm just... I wonder how it's all going to turn out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> But I smile when I ask that. So I, I, I feel, uh, I feel like it'll be good. I hope it'll be good. Sophia Bush, this was an invigorating conversation. Invigorating is a great word. It really word. was. Thank I feel you. invigorated. My purpose has been refreshed. Thank you truly for your time and for being on the show. It was Thank a great you so conversation. Much. That's really kind. Thanks for having me. Um, that was awesome. I, I got to be honest with you. Uh, I'm not very easily either impressed or activated by other people, but I was both impressed and <laughs> activated by Sophia Bush. That's good. That's well, good. What about you? Did, did she help you find your purpose? What do you think? I don't know about that specifically, but boy, a uh, lot of things she said about, you know, learn from the helpers was really important for me to hear right about now. Um Somehow I think maybe it's just a white male thing, like I need to be the authority all the time. And so I think it was good to to think about that kind yeah. of humility to to learn and serve. What about the know? whole like make two lists, values and what you already do and maybe right. like find the alignment there? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I like tennis. <laughs> Listen, no offense, Rain, How but— does- but hmm. you're running out of time here. So, I mean, you're what? You're what do you 60, mean I'm running out of you're time? You're 64. Okay, come on. I'm 53. You're, you're 53. You don't have that much time left I, to what? find your purpose. Listen, look. look. Okay. Uh, our producer, Amy, sent us um, a, a, a kind of a purpose wake-up call, if you will. It's okay. something that all, all of our listeners should probably do, right? Okay. Okay, this is how we're going to do this. I want you to get out your calculator. All right, I see. I've got it here on my laptop. Here we go. We're going to okay. do some. We're going to do some life math. Life I'm, I'm math. Gonna, I'm going to do it with can you. Can people do it at home? Can the folks yes. at home? Everyone at do home this? Okay. can do this along with us. Okay, okay. this is how this is going to work. You're going to take your age. Okay. All right. Yeah. Your real age, not your fake age. Okay. Um, you're going to multiply it by 365. Okay. Okay. Now. Subtract that number from 30,000. That's basically your average life expectancy right there. You're going to get, what are you going to get? Yeah? 10,655. You have 10,655 days left. Holy shit. Not just to discover your purpose, but to fulfill it. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So why are you still in this podcasting booth? That's, I got to get out there. Get get out there. I got to get out there. I I got to get to work. I, on the other hand, have like 12,845 days. Oh, you I've got, got plenty, lots of time. you got plenty of time. That's 
Plenty I mean, more time to find out. You my can purpose. have your purpose and a couple of hobbies. I mean, <laughs> I'm just gonna sit in the corner and you can waste and, uh, some time and just like drink a diet coke a and smoke some pot for, for the next two thousand right days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about you, listeners? What is your purpose? Do the life math. Get out your calculator. Take your age. Multiply it by three hundred and sixty-five. Subtract that number from thirty thousand. That's the difference. That's how much you've got left. That's what. You, that's all you got left, people. Find your purpose. What is your purpose? Tell us. Milkshakers, as you know, when you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, you get to come to our show and ask us. Good things happen. That's right. Good things happen, including getting to talk to us in person. And uh, we have someone uh, who has done that uh, joining us, Enid from Los Angeles. Hi, Enid. Hi. Uh, Were you by chance named after the city in Oklahoma? I wasn't, but there's also a university there. So I found out very quickly when I was applying to colleges that there's an Enid, Oklahoma. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was my first, uh, that was my first stop in America. Oh, cool. My family fled Iran into the cold, open arms of Enid, Oklahoma. I don't have any Enid stories. You have no Enid stories at all? I don't have any Enid stories. Okay, well then I'm leaving. (laughs) What brings you here, Enid? Did you have a question for us? You left a question for us? Yeah, I just was curious um, what you guys think about ghosts. Um, my husband and I disagree. I believe in ghosts. I think our last apartment had ghosts. He thinks I was just um, absent-minded and losing things. Um, my mom had a pretty, um, like I think, clear run-in with um, the ghost of my grandmother. So I believe fully, but um, he does not at all. So I was hoping maybe you guys could help us work it out. I, we all, look, everybody's got a ghost story, right? I mean, I've got a ghost story. Ryan, you've got a ghost story, certainly. I've got, yeah, I've got a couple ghost stories. Yeah. Did we tell ghost stories before, Reza? Well, it, that, that podcast has not actually been released yet. There is a podcast uh, coming up in which we tell our own uh, individual ghost stories. I will say that my housekeeper thinks that our garage is haunted. Just the garage. Just the garage. She came to us and she's like, Meester, Meester. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be racist. I'm really not. She says Meester. <laughs> it's, it's kind of the cutest thing. She's wonderful, Sylvia. And she's like, there's demonas. Demonas in the garage. What was the, what, what did she experience? She said that the doors kept opening when she, she would close them and come back in and they would be open. Kind of like Sixth Sense, you know, mm. with all the, the cupboards open. Telltale sign. Enid, what's your, like, give us your like telltale sign of a ghost. Well, I can tell you my mom's story because I actually haven't had any, what I think is direct contact. I think my mom's counts as more direct. My grandmother passed away. Um, my family's from Puerto Rico. So we were down in Puerto Rico for her funeral and um it's it was it's her mother-in-law's my dad's mom and um in puerto rico like the older ladies wear these like big muumuu things they call them batas in spanish like really big muumuu like house coats um and so my mom was in the kitchen and she like spilled something on herself so she went into her um suitcase to look for something new and folded up very cleanly and beautifully was one of my grandmother's house coats like under all of her clothes under all of the clothes and wow. so my mom got instant chills she went in and she obviously <laughs> packed that from home um she pulled it out she put it on she thought it was like some kind of like sign that she wait should... she put it on 
Yeah. No, 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 no. That's yeah. not what you do. No, I'm sorry. That's the part in the movie where the audience is like, no, don't put on the haunted mumu. She thought it was like a warm gesture from her, from my <laughs> grandmother being like, here, wear this, which is what my grandmother would have done. Like, here, you can borrow this. Oh, it's a terrible idea. And then um, the same thing with the open. And so then that evening, uh, she was up late with my aunt talking and they together closed all the doors and turned off all the lights. And then in the morning when she woke up, my dad was like, why did you leave all the doors open and all the lights on? Everything was open. And she was like, nope, my aunt and I, or your um, sister and I closed everything together. So between those two things, we were pretty clear that um, the ghost was still around. Here's here's the 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 thing that I always come back to in moments like this, you know, when it's like, do you believe in ghosts or do you believe in this and do you believe in that? I think if you believe in God, as I do, you should probably be open to some pretty absurd possibilities. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to be like, I believe in God. Do you believe in ghosts? No, that's stupid. <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> you know you are know you saying, saying that there's a supernatural element to believing in God? I just think that you know, can I let me answer? Can I answer that my own question? Yes, because yes. I think you know when you when they have these arguments with like atheists on message boards, like there's no God. That's supernatural. I don't believe in supernatural beings. Like, yeah, God is supernatural. He is beyond the natural um, beyond in the terms natural. of like yeah. natural, you know, science like molecules outside our window. So if you're open to uh, a some kind of supernatural or supranatural. I would say, because above and beyond the natural world, then you're exactly right. I'm with you 100%. And please, let's not forget that the that the category of what is natural is constantly changing, right? Sure. Things that we thought were supernatural 500 years ago are natural now. And there is absolutely no reason to think that, you know, at some, you know, distant time and place, we won't recognize that, you know, the laws of uh, conservation being as they are, the, you know, the notion that energy and matter are uh, irreducible and, and uh, eternal. And so maybe we have the ability to kind of measure, you know, the presence of uh, paranormal energy. And then we'll, we'll all say, well, it's not supernatural anymore. Now it, now it fits as natural. But other supernatural things I don't believe in. Right. But I want to know in those ghost hunter shows, they never find the ghost. I mean, they're always like, <laughs> the, the commercial break, they're like, what is that? Do you hear it? Oh my God, I'm picking up something. We'll be right back. And then you come back and like, oh, it no, was my shoes. it might have been it a cat. The shutters. <laughs> the shutters. Do you still have the Moo Moo? Um, I don't know. She might, she might still have it at home. Would you call us back it. wearing it? <laughs> just to see what happens. I don't live they live in Boston now, but yeah, if I find it, I will let you know. I feel like this to me is the perfect uh, kind of question to throw back to our audience. What do you guys think, milkshakers? Do you believe in ghosts? Uh, yes or no, and why? Do you have a ghost story? And the answer is yes, we all have ghost stories. I mean, we do, we all do. Uh, sure. what's your ghost story? Uh, find us on Apple podcasts. Uh, you can rate and review us and write down your ghost story. Tell us whether you believe in ghosts. Come on, on the show. Maybe we'll do an entire episode on ghosts. Ooh, I'd like that. Enid, thank you so much. Thank you, Enid. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. And, uh, and, uh, tell your mom that she gives us the creeps. <laughs> and if you want more of life's big questions, 
It's easy. You can find us on social at Reza Aslan and at Rain Wilson on Twitter at Metamilk Podcast on Twitter and on Instagram at Metaphysical Milkshake. Let us know your life's big questions. Do you believe in ghosts? We just might explore them on future episodes. Enid. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again to our guest, Sophia Bush. You can find her on her socials at Sophia Bush on all the places that we would be. I've run out of the social platforms. All the socials, like, What's TikTok? So I literally don't know what TikTok yeah. is. Yeah. Anyway, uh, check out her podcast, Work in Progress, wherever you listen to podcasts. Amen, brother. Thank you, Sophia. Thanks for listening. Metaphysical Milkshake is executive produced by Rain Wilson, Reza Aslan, and Colin Thompson. It's produced by Safa Samizadeh Yazd, Harris Lane, Mick Demaria, Hashem Self, and DJ Lubel. Cast Media is the production and distribution partner. It is edited by Tyler Newbold and audio mixed by Joshua Harris. Original music is composed by Jeff Tang. It was produced by Amy S. Choi and Rebecca Lehrer of the Mashup Americans. Associate producers are Jocelyn Gonzalez, Lindsay Cradowell, Sarah Pellegrini, Mary Phillips Sandy, and Shelby Sandlin. Look at that stupid face. Oh, oh my god, your dog looks so Look much like my it. dog. Really? Sophia, we have the same dog. Oh my god, wait, oh my god. No, they the same exact dog. Are the same, same dog. Weird. Yeah. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.